are now listening to the Hen Global Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome. It's your boy Hen. And today I have both the CEO and Director of Business Development for Unicoin. Many of you are probably familiar that they um, have an esports betting platform. Um, it's currently going through a public uh, token sale that started on September 23rd and is uh, set to last until October 23rd, unless of course they uh, meet their, their cap before then. Um, so I just wanted to uh, get a chance to uh, have a talk with their team and uh, you know ask them some questions that some of you have been asking me and uh, have a good discussion going. So with that said, um, I'm going to ask my first question uh, to either Raul or, or, or Kingsley. Kind of talk about the um, idea to have a token for Unicoin, because I, I, I read that the company started in November 2014. It had existed um, you know, as a, as, a, as a real business before then. Um, there was a lot of celebrity uh, attention to it with support from Mark Cuban, Ashton Kutcher, and a few other big names. Uh, so kind of talk through that and what led you to decide to now have uh, a token business. Yeah, so K Kingsley, maybe you can start and then I'll uh, I'll get this on the Discord. Go from there. So uh, Unicorn, like you said, was started in 2014. Uh, roughly two years ago, uh, they introduced a, the Unicorn, which is now you know being transitioned to, to Unicorn Silver. Um, but in, when they launched that, or when we we launched that, um, that you know there was there was more demand for for utility for for the Unicorn, and uh, I know you know Mark Cuban is a early investor in, in Unicorn, around two years also that, that he had mentioned to Raul that he should really start looking at the crypto space, and and now you know we just kind of want to answer our our users uh, you know their their demand for for more utility uh, around the Unicorn. So we introduced and and you know now we're like you mentioned we're we're doing our token sale for for Unicoin Gold, um, so you can find more information about that at unicoingold.com. It's spelled U-N-I-K-O-I-N Gold.com. You know, we raised about ten million dollars, and and you know we set out to build a business that sits at the intersection of sports, video games, and and legal and regulated betting. And I, I had just finished uh, working at Microsoft. I, I started Microsoft Ventures there, and I just finished. I quit actually after about three years. Amazing job. It was a ton of fun, but uh, I wanted to get back out in the gaming space because I'd spent most of my career as an entrepreneur in video gaming uh, for you know for for many many years uh, and and sold my first company to HP. And so the reason I, I left Microsoft is because you know we were looking at some trends and I'd always been interested in esports and and just following how big the esports market was getting. And as you pointed out, it's 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 huge. It's the fastest growing sport right now. Um, you know, the, the, the median age of, uh, I'm just going to like throw out some numbers that I often do, but the median age of an MLB uh, fan is about 54 years old. Uh, the median age of a PGA Tour golf fan is about 69 years old. You know, it, it gets higher with F1. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, essentially every day one of those uh, traditional sports fans dies and like four esports fans are born. So we set up to create this company. We raised $10 million. We have people like uh, Mark Cuban and Ashton Kutcher and Sherry Redstone, Elizabeth Murdoch, uh, and one of the largest uh, or the largest betting company in Australia uh, invested in us. And uh, and we started to kind of build uh, two things. Um, first, we, we wanted to build a you know a, um, a regulated and uh, and uh, licensed esports sports book. So we wanted to create odds in all the major esport matches around the world. And secondly, we wanted to build a spectator based 
uh, no, sorry, skill-based betting platform where people can bet on themselves on their own skill because skill-based betting is legal in most markets and spectator base is highly regulated. So we, we set out to do those two things. So, you know, in the last three years, we've, we've acquired uh, major stakes in, in one of the largest or one of the, the best uh, CSGO teams in the world. Uh, they're also the best in Germany. They're called BIG. Uh, we, um, we, we built our own tournament platform. Um, we also create content. So we create unique uh, video and, and written content on our site. Um, and uh, and we, we even uh, uh, acquired Leap, which was Kingsley's old company, which, uh, which helps casinos set up esports experiences. Casinos are having a tough time bringing young people in and retaining them on their property. And, and we feel we have the solution for that. And that's creating these, these really cool esports lounges. We have regular tournaments in them. And you know now that we're doing Unicorn Gold, it creates another possibility for prize pools and things like that within these uh, casinos. And so essentially in the last three years, Unicorn has become one of the, one of the strongest brands in esports. We've, uh, we've been a community first company. We've been building community all around the world. And one of the reasons we were able to do that is because of the Unicorn. And we created the Unicorn about two years ago because we wanted to build community in markets where gambling uh, is you know is is not legal uh, and uh, we didn't want to do it uh, you know any other way other than to to do it licensed and regulated. So Unicorn is a free token that people earn. Uh, they can bet with it and they can uh, they can use it for rewards and they can it's sort of a gamified platform. And now we're turning that into Unicorn Silver, which is uh, not cryptocurrency. It's an internal token. And then we're creating Unicorn Gold, which is our cryptocurrency. So I hope that answers the question. Sorry if it went on long, but that's kind of the idea. No, that, that's helpful. Um, and I'm glad you brought up regulation because that's, uh, I'm sure, one of the barriers for, um, you know, implementing uh, your, your business model. What, and, and the white paper talks about the full service jurisdiction and limited jurisdiction. Can you kind of describe how that um, you yeah. know, comes into play? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so. First of all, the most regulated part of betting is the spectator part, where where you watch a game and you know you're watching a game of professionals play, you know play uh, uh, League of Legends or, or or Dota or something like that, and you're placing live bets as they as they're you know going through uh, you know as they're playing the game. So you're betting on things like first turret, first dragon, first baron. You know that's highly regulated. And, and, and what that means is you need to have a license in, in the market where you're in. You have to work with local regulators. And essentially, people are betting against the house. So, you know, when you're betting against the house, you're basically betting against our odds. And, um, and so a full-service jurisdiction would be a jurisdiction like Australia or the UK where we're licensed. As of today, we just announced today that we got a Malta license, which, which takes us from two countries to about 80% of, of Europe. Um, the Malta license is one of the hardest uh, most difficult licenses to get. It's also one of the most respected licenses uh, in terms of uh, responsible gaming. Um, and you know, many of the regulators across the EU look at the Malta license as the gold standard for for uh, for gambling. So we just announced that we got our Malta license today. We're going to start fiat betting in those markets, and uh, we're working very closely with the Malta Gaming Authority on crypto betting as well. Now, what's interesting is in, in limited jurisdictions like the U.S. We are planning on launching our skill-based platform in the U.S. where people can bet on their own skill. And this isn't like fantasy. This is real skill. This is, this is basically you are playing a game and you are betting on your own skill. And we'll be able to launch that across the U.S. In markets like, you know, in Asia, let's say Korea, for example, where, where gambling is highly, you know, frowned upon. Um, we won't have Unicoin gold betting, but we will have Unicoin silver. So, so people can play with silver 
Uh, it's a gamified experience. They can ladder up. They can compete with their friends. Um, you know, uh, win win digital prizes, things like that. And they can also earn gold. So they can still use our platform for the uh, you know for the ability to earn Unicorn Gold by connecting their their Steam accounts or their Riot accounts to our platform, playing games, and that adds value back to Unicorn. And there's many decentralized apps that Kingsley's, Kingsley's team is going to be working on uh, to help us, um, uh, you know, to help the community uh, find ways to earn unicorns. And so just really quickly, um, unicorn is not just about gambling. It's also, if you think about the unicorn as the center of our ecosystem, we want this to be, you know, a crypto uh, token for, for all aspects of esports. And, and we want to give people the opportunity to earn tokens back from you know, from the float, if, if uh, from our risk pool as our risk pool grows. So, for example, if people are betting and uh, they're winning, they're taking tokens away from our risk pool and our risk pool gets smaller. If they're betting and they're losing, the risk pool gets bigger and the and the public float gets smaller. So, you know, we want to find ways to, uh, you know, to, to give back uh, tokens to the market without selling them. We're not selling tokens. People can go buy them on the exchange. And the way we do that is by creating these decentralized applications where people can earn it. And every application we create adds value to the platform. You were talking about uh, kind of the skill-based uh, betting on yourself, you know, talking through that, that part about limited jurisdiction. Could you tell me about how value is created for the Unicorn Gold token and what uh, its relationship would be to Unicorn Silver in, in that respect? Yeah. So, so you know, like we mentioned, um, it's Unicorn Gold will be, uh, able to be used on, you know, in, or in both skill and chance-based uh, applications. So, you know, we're we're looking at a bunch. I mean, you, you can kind of take a guess. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, somewhat traditional but esports-oriented uh, gambling applications, um, but also some new ones that that we're that we're coming up with as well. Um, and then uh, Unicoin Silver actually is is more of a of a uh, kind of a loyalty token, um, and but but can also be used. For uh, for uh, jurisdictions where where let's just say you know chance based uh, gaming is uh, you have to be licensed or 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 is this actually illegal? Um, so so but users are going to be able to use Unicorn Silver to um, engage in a lot of the same products. Um, it just won't be you know really technically for money, uh, but you'll you'll be able to use those to to cash uh, not cash in but you know trade in for for uh, you know various various items. We're, we're creating ways for people to earn tokens back from us. So because we're not, we're not going to sell tokens on our site, uh, people have to buy tokens from the exchanges, but they can earn them by participating in various decentralized applications that we're creating, such as you know what, what we do right now, where if you connect your gaming account to our platform and you play games and you win, uh, you can earn tokens over time. And uh, and that's that's just a great way for us to build community, and it also adds value back to Unicorn. Um, and there's a few other decentralized apps that we're working on that we're not you know, we're not really uh, talking about yet, but uh, but they are going to help us with the way we create odds. Uh, they're going to help us, uh, you know, collect data, things like that. And are you planning to announce uh, any strategic partnerships, uh, you know, in the, in the near future? Well, t today we just announced that we we, uh, we signed a, a joint venture with uh, RBP, which is um, a very large betting operator out of France. They have over 100,000 customers. Um, We've been working on this for actually a little over a year now, believe it or not. It's, it's, uh, it was, a, it was a, a very long joint venture, but part of that process was getting our Malta license. And the Malta license itself was difficult because we are, you know, we're really the only exclusive esports platform with, uh, with a Malta license. And, and so that process took a while. So we just announced that today. Um, 
it's um, it's kind of a big deal for us. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other stuff coming down the pike, but this is a big one for us. And, and uh, you know, and, and it gives us the opportunity for 2018 to expand uh, our crypto betting all across Europe. Um, so, and the other thing is, it also gives us the opportunity to leverage our, our relationships in Europe. So, for example, um, I mentioned earlier that we own a, a big chunk of this team, uh, BIG, which is a very popular CSGO team based in Germany. And they are... Um, uh, they're super popular. I mean, one in five people in Germany watch esports, if you can believe that. And and BIG is the biggest, best CSGO team in Germany. They're one of the best in the world. And now they're going to help us start to get the word out, um, you know, and, and soon we'll be able to to take bets uh, across Europe and, and including Germany. And uh, as far as the white paper, you have a roadmap that shows a very, um, what I'd say is an aggressive timeline after the conclusion of the token sale in October. Um, because you have milestones in November, December, and then it stops, um, I think, in January 2018. Can you kind of talk about the timescale uh, as far as where you are with development and, you know, looking beyond January of next year, um, what, what uh, you know, what, what challenges are out there and kind of how, uh, what, what kind of development uh, obstacles do you have to overcome? So I'll talk a little bit about that. I'll, I'll get Kingsley to talk a bit. It was our intention to to build some some real utility with 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 Unicoin Gold. Uh, you know, by the time that the crowd sale started, and uh, and you know we we did that. I mean, we raised. Uh, it, we had a little bit of a pre-sale. Uh, we we had our developers really hone in and focus on on building some you know some great you know experiences around Unicoin Gold, and um, we do have an aggressive timeline, and, and the reason is. Uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, there's, there's there's many ICOs out there that that are you know five dudes and a white paper, and they don't really have any technology or any traction or users or brand or any of that to speak of, and they're raising tons of money, uh, and you know for the promise that somewhere down the road they'll have something. Um, we didn't want to do that. Um, you know, we're we're an established business with a reputation and, uh, and a community, and we we just we just wanted to make sure that there's there's usage of, of this token, and also. It gives us the opportunity to kind of improve and get feedback from the community, you know, what's working, what isn't working, that sort of stuff. Um, and, uh, and and so it was important for us to have an aggressive timeline. Um, in fact, uh, you know, one of the things that we did to, to help uh, sort of smoothen the timeline is we built our token selling engine from the ground up. Um, we didn't do a standard token sale. Like, if, if you know, most, most token sales are done where a, with a smart contract where you send Ethereum to a wallet. And the wallet spits out coins, you know, to anybody. Um, because we're in a highly regulated business, uh, and because we're, you know, we're a good operator, we built a token selling engine from the ground up, where, you know, where where, where people uh, would uh, would would be able to uh, uh, register on the site. We'd be able to identify them as an individual. Um, we have uh, we have a, a sanctions bounce list on it. Uh, we have, you know, built-in KYC on it, and we have the ability uh, to to apply uh, AML, which which is super important in our space. And we did that because the next level of verification for betting customers is much smoother than, than anybody who's a registered user uh, will be able to to, to bet uh, fairly quickly. And then another thing that um, that uh, our our CTO just pointed out to me that I, I should probably talk about is our wallet. You know, as as many of you as all your users would know, or all your your viewers would know, that that the crypto space, especially you know, dealing with uh, with with blockchain and Ethereum, when you make a transaction, sometimes it takes a bit of time, and you gotta you gotta you gotta throw gas on it, you know, to get it out faster, you know, that's 
when you're dealing with live betting and you're watching a match and you want to place micro bets, you just can't wait. Like, like if you wait 20 seconds or even 30 seconds, you're going to lose. So, yeah. so, so what, what we did is, uh, we created a, um, you know, a, a, a really good, uh, wallet system where, you know, people, uh, bring, it doesn't cost, you know, a, a ton per transaction, but people can basically deposit their, their, uh, we don't hold the key. They own it. It's all of theirs. Um, and then it basically comes off the blockchain onto our platform. So the idea for us was we wanted to do that so that we could address the, the speed of the transactions internally. And then, you know, and then, uh, and then put it back out on the blockchain when they pretty unique it's very unique. very cool and as far as your token sales structure um could you talk about kind of why you've uh, decided to establish it the way it is where um they're just kind of you know what i call a sliding scale as far as what you're looking to to, to raise or what the where, where you might fall throughout the yeah. token sale? oh it's a great question so you know we we wanted our, our number one goal is to get wide distribution over anything else we wanted to be as distributed as widely as possible so we could have all of our users participate. Uh, we even limited the amount that people could put in per transaction. And we did that because we wanted to make sure that our users get to participate. So we didn't do this ladder system, you know, where every day the price goes up. Uh, we didn't we didn't want to create some some weird kind of you know uh, FOMO or anything like that in the in the in the crowd sale because you know quite quite frankly for us as a as a company, the more users that are using the platform, the more value we get back from. So, so we just set a cap. We set a very high cap of $100 million. Um, our, our goal was uh, 85,000 Ether. Um, we're, we're somewhere around 99,000 right now. We're still going. We have until October 21st or 22nd. Um, so people can participate now uh, or they can wait you know, until it hits the, uh, the exchanges if they want. But you know, um, we, we would think that it would, it would make sense for them to participate now so they can, so they can lock down their, uh, their, their unicorn goal. We, we've, we've, we've exceeded over 112 countries. Uh, most of the people that are buying are buying small amounts, so they're actual users. Uh, we've got, it's interesting to see the cross-section of people. So, so we have a good view of our customer base and, and the people in the community, in the crypto community. And like the, the age group, 29 to 34, um, you know, the demographic aligns quite well with us. And so there's a lot of crossover between our own users, but also new people in the community that are interested in this space. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, my next question is about uh, the the culture you have at Unicoin and as far as like you have uh, people on your staff that are in many different parts of the world. Uh, so what, what's their, you know, what's the idea behind that and kind of what's the what's the presence uh, in different cities, you know? Uh, we first started out in Seattle, um, you know, uh, and that was because I'm from Seattle, you know, and, and my business partner, Carl, uh, was one of the companies that Microsoft Ventures invested in. And I ended up buying his company so that we could build, you know, a start building the community on top of this. We started to build the team here. And then, you know, the one thing we, and we also had a team in Australia. And the one thing we realized is, you know, culture is very important. But also the culture of, of, of the betting culture is important, and esports is is probably the, the biggest thing that we care about. We wanted to find the best people who really love esports, and so our CTO, who's a good friend of mine, is based in Germany. He's based in Berlin, and he's been um, you know probably a, a long time crypto guy. Um, you know before most people were involved in crypto. Um, you can you can kind of tell by our, our platform and how it's built and how sophisticated it is. This guy's very sophisticated and the team is sophisticated. But but in Germany, we noticed that um, the culture for crypto was really big, but also the culture for esports is bigger than anywhere else. In Australia, the betting culture is very 
Um, but in Seattle, you know, you get some talent because of Microsoft and, and Amazon and, you know, that sort of thing. And also we get a lot of exposure uh, to, to markets across the U.S. <clears throat> so, um, so, so we set up a, a small office in Seattle. We have a, we have a, a slightly larger office in, in Las Vegas uh, where, where Kingsley's based. And the purpose of the Vegas office is to work with casinos, help them get set up with, you know, their own esport experiences, that sort of thing. We have a very large studio in Berlin where we create unique content. We have video content, you know, uh, news, things like that. And we also have our development team uh, in Berlin and Croatia. And then we have a team, uh, probably like a, a slightly larger team uh, than we have in Seattle, in Sydney, uh, where, you know, my co-founder lives and, and there's, uh, there's a very strong betting. So, you know, so for us, being globally distributed is really important, but we're also a very much an online company. We're up, you know, Pretty much every hour of the day we, we work 24 7 because of the hours that everyone works uh but we have a very common culture we all play games we, we love to play against each other uh and you know every now and then we meet up in, in groups uh in berlin or Las Vegas. just to remind everyone uh unicorn unicorn still has its uh, token sale going on there's still you know some time for, for everyone to be involved uh what's the best way for uh, the viewers to kind of keep up with updates uh as the token sale progresses and then afterwards king you got this yeah. Uh, so it, yeah, if, if they join, uh, if they go to unicorngold.com and and join our Discord, um, that's that's kind of the best way. Uh, we're really trying to, you know, kind of focus uh, that as our main channel or outlet uh, for the crypto community and esports community. Uh, besides Discord, just just following our uh, our social media channels on Twitter. Twitter, it's uh, Unicorn uh, Co. So U N I K R N C O on Twitter. We also have uh, news.unicorn.com. Okay, and and one question that I, I forgot to ask, but I've been getting a lot is, uh, are you able to disclose what exchanges would be listing Unicorn uh, gold tokens and kind of what their time scale is? Yeah, uh, no, you know we, we get that uh, question asked a lot as well. We, uh, yeah, we, we can't we, you know we can't disclose uh, anything at, at this time. That's understood. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up for my questions. I appreciate the very, you know, substantive answers you gave uh, both of you. Uh, was there anything you wanted to say, just kind of as a last note? Uh, I was just going to add one thing on uh, just you know us us being in, in the gambling space, and you know it is it is pretty highly regulated. So you know part of this whole this whole crypto strategy is uh, is re you know really working with the, with the the regulators to uh, to promote you know cryptocurrencies and, and blockchain technology. In general, you know, forward. Uh, so, and we, we we did that already. Actually, with esports, we uh, we were part of the conversations last year, getting uh, esports and approved for for the sports books uh, to place bets on professional matches here in uh, in Las Vegas and Nevada. Um, so, you know, we're we're going to be doing the kind of the same thing and kind of fighting the good fights to uh, to promote uh, you know what's going on in, in the blockchain space. Yeah, and I, I you know I, I saw some headlines. I'm glad you brought that up, but Nevada is. Uh, I guess one state that has decided that there's not going to be any state taxes on uh, cryptocurrency gains. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's have you pretty friendly legislation? Okay, so that's beneficial to you know your project, of course. So that's that's good. Yeah, that part's beneficial. You know, the other thing is, I think as you as you've seen in the last few months, the regulatory environment continues to evolve in this space. Um, you know, and, and we've done a pretty damn good job of navigating the regu uh, you know, the regulatory environment. Uh, we work with the best lawyers uh, in the space. Um, you know, there's really only two that I, I would say are, are like top dog. And I think, you know, Perkins Cooley and Cooley are, are both great lawyers uh, who really understand crypto. 
and uh, and they helped us kind of really think through this. They they went through our entire business, um, and uh, you know we just we just want to make sure that that we're we're an example of what a good operator should look like. So other companies who are planning on getting into crypto or thinking about doing a token sale or an ICO, they you know that they follow that that lead because the space is far too important uh, to uh, to ignore, and it's also far too important to uh, to not regulate and have all kinds of um, you know, scams and that sort of thing coming into the space because this is why regulation happens. So, you know, so um, it, it's important that we get good companies doing doing token sales and, and building uh, building platforms. And and as long as we, you know, we continue to promote that, um, I think uh, I think that there's there's a there's a lot of longevity here. And, and uh, you know, this technology, blockchain technology is really disruptive. Um, and um, and uh, and it, it's good that you know, some markets are sort of taking a more cautious approach rather than making kind of rash blanket decisions. Yeah, very well said. All right. Well, uh, thanks again. Um, I'll be sure to leave uh, links in the description of this video to uh, unicorngold.com as well as the uh, link to your Discord. So thanks again. I appreciate both of your time and, you know, uh, keep in touch. Thanks for listening to the Hen Global Podcast. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and also visit my website, www.hen.global, where on the top of the homepage, you'll see links to my content on platforms like Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. I'd really like to hear from everyone, so be sure to send me an email, hen at hen.global. And if there's a topic you'd like me to discuss or a particular guest you'd like me to have on, be sure to let me know. So thanks once again. I look forward to hearing from everyone. And until next time, let's stay on this crypto train as it's moving at the speed of light. Take care.